Before the next episode of XJob Downloaded starts, I have a big favour to ask. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes so far, please can you click on the follow button on your platform. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and YouTube. It costs nothing to follow, but makes a real difference to me as a podcast producer. Thank you. This interview is being tape recorded. My name is Paul Maleri and this is XJob Downloaded. And today I'm interviewing Andy Unwin, MBE. Andy is a staff sergeant with the British Army and is currently stationed at the MCTC, which is in Colchester. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Paul. Thanks so much for having me here today. Um, as, I, as I explained earlier, I am a Colchester lad and I got lost. Okay, I thought I knew, I knew where I was going and uh, I clearly didn't. So thank you for... Except to me, albeit I was late. Um, you're running this fantastic medicine ball challenge. I picked up on it on LinkedIn, and I think it is absolutely outstanding, the stuff that you're doing around mental health and, and bringing the, the conversations to the table. But how did that all start for you, and you know, what, what was the, the motivator? So the medicine ball challenge was created in uh... – 2018, November 2018, and the catalyst for that was um, obviously I'd served uh, quite a long time in the military, uh, did 14 years in the infantry uh, and served in some kinetic environments and served with a lot of absolutely amazing uh, blokes. And uh, one particular day I found out that uh, a guy that I'd served with, Reese Miller, his nickname was Smiler, had um, basically taken his own life and I was absolutely uh, broken by this. Um, and it was around the time where there was a lot of stuff going on in the media about uh, soldiers suffering the mental health, PTSD. And I had a, a vast awareness of mental health because when I was uh, around 11, my own father, he uh, was diagnosed with severe depression and he was an alcoholic. Right. So I was aware of what the devastating effects that it could do to people anyway. And um, so when I found out that Reese uh, had taken his own life, and his, again, nicknamed Smiler, because he was so happy all the time, nobody knew, you know, no one would have ever known that he no. was struggling. And he was one of the type of soldiers for me, the best private soldier, always there, right kit, right time, never grumbled. And um, it really, really got to me to the point where I, uh, I said to my wife at the time, I said, I'm going to create something that really represents what mental health is and what it feels like. I thought, I can run a marathon, but lots of people run marathons. I'm not taking anything away from that. No, but I couldn't done... run a marathon if that helps. <laughs> <Fair one. laughs> but it, a marathon's done and dusted. Uh, and I wanted to create something that's more like withstanding. And um, so I literally sat there, and I'm not going to lie, Paul, I got four cans of Stella, and I sat in my living room, and I just brainstormed. And I thought, what is mental ill health? And I thought, it's a weight, it's a burden. And I was thinking about a weight. And for some reason, a, a medicine ball popped into my head. So I sat a bit more, and I was thinking, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry this ball around with me for two weeks, Raising awareness for mental health, we're going to stick stickers on it about stress, anxiety, and uh, encourage others to take on the challenge. When I sat and thought about it a bit more, I actually thought, well, if I carry this ball around, I can I can literally put it down, go make a cup of tea, or leave it at home, go to work, and just carry on my daily life, really, not really bothering me at all, but uh, mental health's a burden. So I thought, I'm going to chain this ball to myself, so I can't get away from the obviously weight that it is. And um, so then I, I bought a big uh, motorbike chain and I, and I was uh, thinking, right, 
how do I get this onto my wrist? And I'm sat there and I'm thinking, and it was like over a course of a day, I'm thinking about this challenge and I'm thinking, and I was uh, sat in my office and the line of work I do now, which is obviously due to detention and custody, there was a pair of handcuffs on my desk. <laughs> obviously the penny dropped and uh, I thought I'm gonna handcuff it to myself. So I um, got, the, got the ball and got the, hand, uh, the, the chain and the handcuffs and I'm sticking, sticking something stress, anxiety, like PTSD. And um, I got in touch with Combat Stress, letting them know that I've got this idea. Yep. And I want to launch it on International Men's Day, uh, 2018. I thought that'd be a perfect day uh, obviously surrounding mental health because again I think that men personally don't talk about their mental health no they enough. don't uh, and it's completely invisible um, so yeah we got uh, got in touch with them we had a big launch and I, I walked around with this ball chained to myself for two weeks uh, I did a couple of park runs I was shopping with it doing everyday life stuff and while I was doing this people would come up and even look at me strangely and I'd talk to them and expect, I'd say I bet you're wondering what this is aren't you and I'd explain it and they would be like so fascinated by and, and recognize and resonate what it meant. And some people start talking about their own mental health or they've got your know, family or friends that suffer mental health. And they said, it's such a, a great way of representing the invisible weight and burden yeah. of mental health. Now, uh, within that two weeks, I got a lot of uh, interest and I think I'd raised about 1,300 pounds. But the interest and awareness was absolutely massive. And I had people messaging me from all over, I want to do the challenge. And within that two weeks, I must have had about six months worth of people wanting to do it wow. for a week at a time. So I did it for two, what to get it rolling. And then the challenge was you, uh, seven days you wear the medicine ball, uh, only taking it off, sleeping, obviously driving, and anything that would be classed as unsafe. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it went from there. Uh, uh, like I say, my good friend Andy Reid, MBE, um, he was the next, I wanted him on the ball because he's a triple amputee. Um, uh, got hit in Afghanistan by an ID and, and he's done amazing things. So he was the next on the ball uh, and he did amazing things. He only had one arm. Wow. Was, How heavy is this so ball? It, yeah, it's, it's three kilograms. The, the ball's three kilograms, the chain and the cuff. You're probably talking over one kilogram, so four kilograms in total. Yeah, so best part of £10 for those people that... Uh... Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so but like I said, I was in the day and I was driving around because part of the challenge is you, you drop the ball off and you have a talk about how it was and... You know, it's about obviously exchanging how you feel about, you know, mental health as well. So as that involves, so you basically hand over the ball. I was driving around all over the country, dropping these balls off. Or other people were dropping the ball off. And before I knew it, I had, uh, like I say, it was, I was, had a job as well and, and had three kids to, to look after. Yeah. And uh, it was getting a bit crazy, to be quite honest, Paul. And I got a phone call uh, from a an officer who was in the RMP called Andy Perkins. I never met him. And... Uh, he, he says, uh, I've seen your medicine ball challenge and I uh, I think it's fantastic. He goes, uh, uh, can I get involved? Does it kind of help you? I said, you couldn't have gone at the right time. So we had a coffee and uh, he's got the same thing. He, you know, he's passionate about mental health. Yeah. We had a coffee together and we've, we now run it together. That's so we've been brilliant. Since, again, 2018. Uh, and it's just gone from strength to strength. The ABF, Army Soldiers Charity Abernathy Fund and Combat Stress, They'd be really behind us, helping us with a website uh, and buying the balls. Because initially, Paul, it was just me, uh, a soldier, uh, you know, trying to deliver balls everywhere, advertising it himself. And it was becoming very, very difficult to manage. Yeah. So now the ABF obviously created a website for us where basically it's all automated and the balls get delivered. So if you register for the challenge, the ball gets delivered straight to you. So I don't have any involvement now, which is 
taken the sort of burden off me. Wow. Uh, yeah. That is so cool. I, honestly, I saw your thing on LinkedIn. You were doing a presentation and it, I was drawn to it straight away. Absolutely. You know, a mental health, men's mental health, all, all mental health, but men, men are terrible about talking about mental health. They're terrible about visiting the doctor when they've got symptoms of, for anything. Absolutely. It, people take the mickey. They call it, you know, you've got man flu. But they never get their prostate checked out. You know, they don't get their hearts checked out. They don't get all the stuff. You know, if we were cars, we'd be in for an MOT at a certain point in our lives, but yeah. we don't go. And because we, I don't know whether there's a pride element or or whatever it is, I, I really don't know. I think for me, Paul, it, so your mind is still a part of your body. So for, with men as a prime example, if you was playing football on the weekend and you twisted your ankle and you went into work on a Monday morning, someone asked how you were, a man would quite happily say, oh, mate, I went over on my ankle, it's killing, it's swollen up like, you know. Uh, but if he was struggling to have anxiety or depression and, you know, someone asked him he was, he wouldn't say, oh, actually, I'm really down, you know, I've had some bad news or I'm really anxious about this. Now, why is that? Yeah, I think it's due to sometimes generationally, uh, it's a lot of pride. Yeah. And, and a certain amount, of the still, again, what the medicine ball tries to push for is break down the stigma because it should be normal to say, Oh, I'm struggling right now. Like, it's the same as your ankle. If you've hurt your ankle, you'd open it off. Yeah. It should be normal to say I'm struggling with my mental health. But do you not think over over history, if you go back to World War One and you know, Colchester deployed thousands and thousands of troops to the trenches, etc., and people got what they call shell shock. Yeah. That was PTSD in a different mm -hmm. format. You know, when people were shot because they were called cowards, they weren't cowards. They were suffering yeah. from mental health, from PTSD. And I think that we've come forward so far, we now need to keep that pushing because if we don't keep pushing it, mm -hmm. we've, we've seen the cutbacks in, the, in uh, the National Health Service and it's now really us, you know, you and all the great work that you're doing to, to pull this to the fore so that people have got the courage to say, do you know what, I'm not okay. I'm not okay, and and as I say, we, we, you've lost friends and, and, and what have you to, to um, people that have died by suicide. I have, and I just wish they'd have made that phone call to say, do you know what, I'm, I'm at my wit's end. Mm. I need that help. I need somebody just to come around and have a cup of tea with me and talk through what's going on. Yeah. I think that's why we actually absolutely need to, like, normalise that conversation. You know, it should be, again, completely normal to say, I am struggling right now. Yeah. Just to say I've, I've broke my leg or whatever it is, you, your mind is still a part of your body. Yeah. In fact, it's the most important part of your body, yeah. isn't it? Um, and that's what we push for the challenge. And again, it sparked some amazing conversations. Anyone who's done the challenge who comes back to us say that that's the best conversations. It sparked people to seek help, which is again raising the awareness. Um, we can't help everyone, you know, and that's the sad part about it, isn't it? And um, But if we can just, in my eyes, if we just help one, Oh, yeah, well. absolutely. Uh, the, the challenge has raised over £100,000 currently, uh, which is amazing to say that I started it out in my living room. And I, my initial target was £3,000. Uh, and it just kept going and going and going. And, uh, you know, the pe and I always say it's, it's not me or Andy Perkins. It's the people who get involved in it and the everyday people, you know, everyday people from all walks of life you know, are taking on this challenge because they, they've realised what it means. They resonate with it, that invisible weight and burden that is, you know, that so many people are carrying. You could be the highest, 
you know, a paid person in, in a company uh, and just really be absolutely you're dying inside your head and, and no one would know it. Yeah. And it's really sad. Yeah, and you can walk into a room with hundreds of people and still be the only one there. Yeah. You're the loneliest yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. Loneliness, it's, yeah. And, um, you know, the more that people like, you know, myself, Andy Perkins, and other people do amazing things with charities that push this and get the awareness out there, it's going to help more people. What do you now need? You're, you're at a point. What what do you need to increase the profile to get more people involved? Because you've had civilian companies involved, haven't you? It hasn't only been military personnel. Yeah. What companies have you had thus far that have, have taken part? So we've had uh, JP Morgan, uh, we've had the, the fire service, the police service, uh, lots of uh, companies that have, have obviously uh, Security Institute have taken it on. Yeah. Lot people from all walks of life and companies that they're really big into it. But really, for me, I want to try and get the awareness out there. Is is a celebrity on it or somebody? Yeah. This you know, you know Tyson Fury, anybody like that who who's got that pull. Yeah. To, to, obviously, to pay, make people listen. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I will help you wherever I can. I've got a couple of friends in that sort of world, so hopefully we can uh, we can push this into into the right place to try and raise that profile and get you in front of the right people. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Like I said. But like, it's not just about the, me pushing just for these celebrities. Obviously, I've already said the everyday people. Make of course. It, but the, we all know that the celebrities give you that reach. Well, that's what you, you said just, you know, from, from the social media perspective, you only have to look at one. You put a post out and you might have three, four hundred people look at it. Mm -hmm. They put one post yeah. out, they'll have three, four million people look mm -hmm. at it. That's the difference. It's to raise that awareness, and and not only in this country, but the, you know overseas, because military personnel. A friend of mine um, is a senior leader over at RF Lakenheath, and one of his members of staff took their own life yeah. on the nineteenth of September. And it's you know this type of thing would resonate through all of all the military. Yeah. Not only in the UK, but and overseas. I think it's absolutely amazing what you do. And uh, I wish you every success. But please tell me about your MBE because uh, I, I'm, I'm always in awe of somebody that has got a gong, all right, because uh, there's always a story behind it. So what's your story, sir? Yeah, so my story is a funny one because obviously I started this challenge never ever thinking that I'd be getting anything other than raising awareness and sort of my own satisfaction from that. And uh, the challenge had been running uh, about two years and um, I, uh, I was back in Colchester at this point and I got a – a message, I was working in MCTC and I got a message that I need to see the CO, commanding officer, and um, the next day I was thinking straight away, I thought, what have I done wrong? Always, everyone in the military always thinks that. You never think you've done something good. And I, was, I didn't sleep the night before. I was even checking over some old work thinking, like, what, <laughs> what kind of a stuff have I missed here? Yeah. And uh, obviously I went to the CO's office and uh, and he said, come in. He was like, I had a joke. He went, put your gum shield in. And straight away then I knew he was joking. And he, uh, he passed me uh, a phone and uh, it was a certain brigadier on the phone. And this was just before Christmas. And uh, uh, and she basically thanked me for all the work I'd done with the medicine ball challenge. And she just said, I'd like to tell you that you've, you've come off the New Year's honours list. And I, I nearly fell over. Like, the, I, I welled up a little bit. Even my CEO, he was like, don't start, you're getting me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it was really like, you know, it just knocked me over because I never went into it expecting no. anything. And I thought, how is Andy Unwin, who's just come from, you know, no, no real, not really anything, just come from a small town in Halifax, ended up getting an MBE. And uh, it obviously it'd come at a time where, um, you know, 
I'd, I'd just lost my wife as well, so it was you know quite a, a poignant moment there. I thought, you know, I wish she was here to see of that. Course. She was obviously making me quite emotional. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I still couldn't believe it when I went, because uh, afterwards I, he said, don't tell anyone but your mum. Because I said, oh, I'm not going to get it, uh, I'm not going to go down. I wanted to get it delivered. You can get it delivered, you see, your MBE. And I didn't really fancy going down. Please. And she went absolutely mental. She went, you are going down to get that medal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> she, uh, right. She was, uh, yeah, she basically, but I'm glad I went down because I went off to Windsor and uh, it was a really nice experience. And I got to chat to Prince William, who was obviously an advocate of mental health. Yeah, he is. Uh, and what he was, a, what he a was, bloke. He really resonated with the challenges as well, which was nice. So I'm glad I went. My mum forced me to go down and... Um, I still haven't got it mounted yet. And that was Have you not? Because you know, <laughs> for me, obviously, yeah, MP is great. I'm really, you know, thankful for that. But like what uh, we spoke about earlier, it opens doors and that's what it is for me. It's not about obviously wearing that medal. It's about the doors that it can open and, and the sort of push that it gives you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it was, even when I was studying in front of Prince William, I thought, how am I talking to Prince William? And I was like, you know, uh, and one that of my mates, so cool. he joked, he was like... Uh, and doing with more MBEs and GCSEs. <laughs> That's what he said, which I thought was quite funny. Oh, and it's very true as well. <laughs> absolutely brilliant, mate. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I've, I've really enjoyed our chat today. And if there's anything that we can do through XJob or through XJob Downloaded, please, please, please let us know. If yeah. there's stuff you want us to promote, if there's stuff that you want to do, if we can assist you in any way, shape or form, we will help yeah. you. And for me, it's just about spreading the awareness. Like I said, if anyone's listened to it, obviously there will be people listening to this. Is uh, you know, if you are struggling with your mental health, just talk to anybody. It doesn't have you know anybody. Getting them words out will automatically make you feel better. Yeah. Uh, and you know, give yourself a break. Remember that your mind is still a part of your body, and you don't openly talk about you hurt your leg or any other part. It's the same thing. And like, if you are at that point where you're thinking the worst. I always say it to a lot of people is don't make a permanent decision over a temporary emotion. These emotions that you are feeling will are temporary and they will fade. But once you make that decision, it's permanent and there's, there's no going back. And, and the ripple effect that that has is huge. And I'm obviously a suicide survivor after what my wife, uh, you know, sadly did. And, it, and it's devastating. So just have a think and talk. There's so many agencies out there that can help. Um, yeah, there are. So, and again, just don't be afraid. It's, a, it's more strength to show vulnerability than to hide it away, especially for men. You know, it takes more strength to, to show vulnerability. And it is the single biggest killer for men under the age of 40, isn't it, suicide? Yes, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that is a terrible, terrible fact. And, uh, yeah, as I say, it's very, very sobering to hear what, what you're saying. People will be able to get hold of you through the links that are attached to this podcast. Absolutely I'm going to put them in the body of, of, of the text. So if you're looking for it and if anybody's listening and you want to contact um, us um, and discuss this issue, we'd be more than happy to talk it through with you. Uh, Andy's websites are all going to be on there and please take up the medicine ball challenge. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add also or correct in relation to today's interview no it's been perfect great talk to you Paul. thank you thank you very much mate